Welcome back to another episode of the Annoyed Lemon Podcast. <laughs> Did that sound professional? Oh, I thought I would make a podcast because it's been a couple weeks. It's really hard for me to record these in the summer, having my child home from school who have to entertain. I, you know, I'm getting ready to go with my family outside of the country for a few weeks. You guys know if you follow me over on TikTok. And trying to get shit done, trying to get shit done with my work. I work part-time, and so I tried to wrap that up. And I am just not gonna... I was gonna read another memoir and do an episode here, put some content on TikTok, but it's just not gonna happen. But I really wanted to put something out before I leave, because I'm leaving in a few days over here. And I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna talk about on the podcast? I don't know. And then all this shit with Britney Spears started happening, and I'm like, oh! I'm going to talk about it. Uh, just last night, she released videos regarding her book. And then she released a video in response to the shit that happened with the slap. And I'm, I just gonna, I'm going to talk about all of it. Just my opinions, girl. I'm sure all of you have seen the footage, saw the video. You know, you're all up to date. But I'm just going to, we're just going to talk about it. Now, let me preface this by saying I don't know a ton. I don't know every little fucking detail about about Britney Spears, right? There's some people they follow, you know, they're huge fans for what, you know, whatever, and they follow every little detail. I don't follow every little detail, but the bigger stuff that we all know, I am aware of. And I was a fan of hers, of course, growing up. Not huge, because I wasn't really into that type of music, but like, you know, who doesn't like a Britney Spears song? I live right near an ice cream place, and they play music, especially at night in the summer, like on a speaker outside, and they were playing Britney Spears music the other night, all of her hits, which I thought was awesome. So, you know, anyways, I'm going to talk about it. I might not get every little detail right. I got my computer here so I could, like, fact check if I have a question and I'm not sure, so that's how we're going to do. If you're new here, because I have a lot of new followers from TikTok, uh, hello, hi. I have a podcast and I also do the content on TikTok. I try to do both, though it's hard, you know. Over here it's going to be more, well, it's long-form content over on TikTok too, but it's more of a conversation over here than just these little quick little videos. So some people prefer this, some people prefer the TikTok girl, whatever. I try to get all my bases covered, I guess. And... uh, like I said, I was going to read a memoir and put that out and make content before I left, but it's not going to happen. So we're going to have to get to that when I come back in August. I will be doing my next memoir, which I will keep it a secret. Should I keep it a secret or should I say? So I'm going to be doing uh, Selma Blair's book called Mean Baby. You know the actress Selma Blair? She was in the movie Cruel Intentions. If you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about because this shit was a while ago and maybe you're on the younger side, you're going to have to go to the Googles. Uh, But she has a great memoir, tells her story, rough childhood, all the like. You know all these memoirs that I do, especially the celebrities and people in that world, Hollywood and shit. God, they've had just the worst lives. (laughs) I'm not trying to laugh about it. It's just like, God damn, every single one of them. But I guess that's why you write a book, right? Because otherwise it's boring. 
So anyways, girl, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do Selma Blair. The book's called Mean Baby. The book's been out for a couple years now, the memoir. It's not a brand new thing. Girl, this summer is like, there is nothing coming out in the world of memoirs this summer from celebrities or anyone of the like that I'm like interested in. There have been memoirs that have come out that I've been meaning to read and wanting to read, like Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. I have that one in my queue in my Audible because I listen to the audiobooks. I have that one. I have a bunch in my queue. Tiffany Haddish. Uh, it's just hard, man. These are like freaking audiobooks that take 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours. It's like hard, you know. But I'm going to do Selma Blair next and uh, I'll give you. So we'll do that in August. That's what you have to look forward to. I was going to keep it a secret, girl, but you know what? I'll just tell you. So now you know. Let's get into Miss Britney Spears. So, where the fuck do I begin with Britney? I'm going to begin with the most recent thing that came out, which yesterday, the 11th of July, because I'm recording this on the 12th, <laughs> uh, she came out with the announcement about the book on her social media. Then she made a couple videos about the book announcement. Now, the first video was just her, close up to her face. And I'm not a Britney conspira conspiracist, conspiracist, conspiracist. I am not one of them. But girl, I will say when she still makes sense to me. So the first video she comes out is just the book, the showing the cover of the book and the name of the book and, da, 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 and the date it's coming out, October 24th. Girl, I cannot wait for this memoir. Uh, and then the second video she made was like close up of her face and she's going, you know, I went through a lot of therapy to be able to even write this book, which I'm sure she did because I'm sure the shit she has to talk about in the book is probably hard for her. And so it's all good. And it was good to like see her speak clearly. How do I say this? She hardly speaks at all on the social medias. We rarely get to see her even talking to the camera. So that was refreshing. Be like, oh girl, hey, right? And then it ends with her doing this song, like Aruba, the freaking, what is that? The Beach Boys song? Come on, pretty mama, whatever. And I was like, okay, she always got to end it with something weird, right? <laughs> she was starting out looking normal and then it always got to go there. But it wasn't that bad. It was like, okay, girl, great. But then... Which, first of all, had me question, though, because on her Instagram, after this whole slap thing happened in Vegas with the basketball guy, she said she was going to Italy the next day. But then this video don't look like it's in Italy. This is in her house, girl. And she's saying she's going to Jamaica or Bahamas or wherever the fuck she said she Bermuda, whatever. So I'm like, what? Bitch, I thought she was in Italy. What's happening? Anyway, so immediately I'm like, why, why is it always got to end weird? Then when you thought it couldn't get weirder, she puts out another video repeating the same thing that she says in the first video, but not, it's not the same video. It's just repeating the same like script. I had to go through a lot of therapy to get this book, which is fine. Like if she had like the script she wants to say. Girl, why does she do the multiple video thing? I don't understand that. It's this is like, why is there a second video saying the same shit that the first video said? I don't get that. 
Um, but that video, what's even weirder about that one, which I'm sure if you heard listening to this, you know what I'm talking about, is the <laughs> the breathing of whoever is standing behind the camera. There's this heavy breathing, male sounding breathing, which okay, fine. There's a heavy breather behind the camera, and he don't know. It's, maybe it's her husband, but maybe it's not because she has some male friends. Maybe he doesn't realize his breathing is on, obviously, being, you know, being picked up by the audio. And then at the end, again, she's keeping it real. She's keeping it normal. And then she does this weird song and dance with the sunglasses of the Beach Boys song. And then she starts talking this gibberish. Like, and the guy behind the camera is like, too much, too much, too much. <laughs> Because he's probably like, girl, this is Z, we're doing good. And then you took it there, which she does every time, man. And I am just blown away. Like, why wouldn't you edit that out? Unless she thinks it's funny. I think she thinks it's funny. This is just me thinking, guys, and you're listening, right? I think she just thinks it's entertaining and funny. And... But also, I don't understand how you go from talking about how your new... Girl, I can't. You're talking about how your new memoir is coming out. This is huge news. And then it's this weird silliness at the end. And I don't know if that's her... I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't fucking know. I don't know if that's her way of like handling a serious topic that she has to kind of end it with like humor or silliness. Because it's serious. So she has to make it lighthearted and goofy. I know that for years, people close to her and there's been things said, she's very goofy like that and silly. So maybe just just who she is. But you would think, girl, like after 40-something years on the planet, you kind of come out of that. I can understand that when you're on the younger side, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Look at Drew Barrymore. She's goofy and silly too. And she's, I think, in her 50s. So maybe it's, I don't know. All I know is it was odd, man. And we all thought it was odd. All of us think it was odd. The breathing, the singing, the sunglasses, the Gucci, Gucci, Gucci gibberish at the end. It's like, Brittany. Because she started out well. She started out really good. She spoke clear. It was like, yes, yes, yes. I can't. Every time, it just fucking baffles me. Why is there two videos saying the same thing? Just make one motherfucking video, girl. Why you gotta make two? Why should do that? Why should repeat the video? I don't I have so many questions. We all do. And again, I think it just come like there's all these theories. Or now they're saying that's not really her. It's AI. It's a voiceover girl. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. It is her. It, all of it's her. The slap was her. They're trying to say it's a body double. Girl, no, it ain't. It is her. <laughs> She's just, you know, got some kind of diagnoses going on. I don't know what it is. It's private, girl. But we all know by this point, it's something. And we wish her well. But you would think that somebody would help her just edit things a little bit. Something. Ugh. Unless she's just adamant about keeping things the way she has it. She likes it that way and that's what she wants. 
because I could see her being like that too. Now, just when you thought it was over, a third video gets released, which I think has since been deleted, at least from, th from TikTok. I don't, I think it was there and it's gone. Or maybe it was never released to TikTok, maybe just Instagram girl. I don't know, she does all kinds of shit. And that video is of her addressing the situation that happened in Vegas with the basketball player. And I'm gonna, I gotta Google his name. He's new and he is French and he has a name that's hard to pronounce and I don't wanna mess it up, but you know who I'm talking about. And we'll get into that whole situation in a minute, but oh God, I just put her name in and like, <laughs> the picture that came up is not good, girl. Um, Victor Wembanyama, right? I wanted to make sure I got it right. Now she puts up this third video that's, that's gone and it's, <laughs> she's addressing what happened and again, She's doing it in a, actually that whole video I thought is great. She's being honest. She gets a little odd at the end of the video again, but she's saying like, I've been around the most famous people in the world, girl, and we all know she has. She is one of the most famous people in the world. She's seen it all. She's seen mobs of people. She has seen all kinds of shit. And she's like, never once has my security detail done what that man did? And I've been mobbed by people, she's basically saying. And I was like, girl, go ahead. Telling the truth, making sense. I was like, where, this is the Britney we all have been needing is what she's talking about in this video. I'm like, thank God. Then she says something that a people are kind of bugging about. And she says, I fell backwards and had to be picked up and, and my friend was holding me and everyone's like girl no you didn't you did not fall backwards now in that video which i went and rewatched it again after before i recorded this after i saw that video of her saying that i'm like she fell what the fuck is she talking about i don't remember her seeing her fall i watched it again and the video doesn't show her fall but what i will say is the video shows her it cuts away and she goes out of frame for a second, for a few minutes or a few seconds, whatever it is. And then when it pans back and you see her again, she's like putting her hair up in a ponytail, like fixing her hair. And it looks like there's a potential chance there where she maybe could have stumbled over her own feet in the commotion of what happened because there was people trying to reach the bodyguard and whatever. And maybe she did stumble because it looks like she was collecting herself. She was like putting her hair in a ponytail. And then you do see, and it cuts to a friend, a man, not her husband. He was wearing like all dark clothing, kind of like consoling her and not a full on hug, but like in that way, he's got his hands on her arms, on her shoulders, and he's kind of like consoling her. And so that's what I think she's talking about is she must have maybe tripped up her you know, feet in the commotion. I don't think it was this, the hit that made her fall backwards like she explains it in the video. But I, it looks like she could have maybe tripped or fell or stumbled and all the people, you know, trying to get to the guy or whatever. And the guy, you know, so I believe her when she says that, uh, though, I don't think it was as a, a result of the force of the hit. I think it was just in the commotion of the scene. 
and but people are going crazy like she's lying she's lying what's she talking about she didn't fall back but when you look at it you're like hmm, it could have happened for sure because i do remember like when i was first saw the video and i saw this guy whoever he was she says it was her best friend consoling her and hugging her i remember when i first saw that i was like oh she must be upset because he looks like he's you know hugging her but she explains it as she fell and he picked her up we don't have that on camera though but anyway and people are bugging out and then at the end, she's kind of just like flippantly like, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Like, you know, I haven't gotten a public apology, which I spoke about this. I was on a live the other day and we talked about, I'm like, there should be a public apology. Like, I think there was a private apology and she mentions that in the video at the table, but she wants him to publicly come out and be like, and, and I said, like, if that was my son, because he's young, he's only 19, and it wasn't him that did it. It was the security guard, and I don't think he even knew. He probably don't even hardly know who the fuck Britney Spears is. And he didn't know. You could tell he wasn't paying attention. He was just looking forward. He didn't see the, what happened. But now that we have the footage that came out, and she, I'm sure he has seen it, and he could see it and be like, ooh, he was rough. My security guard was, was too rough. I think he should come out and be like, you know, you know what? I saw the video. My security guard was too rough. And I just want to apologize. Like if I was that, that kid's mom, that I call him a kid, he's 19. If I was his mother, I'd be like, you need to fucking apologize. Even though you didn't do anything personally, it was your, you need to say something. Because she, she, even though it was her hand that knocked into her face, it was his arm that swatted with the force. Like it was too much. He was doing too much, the security guard. It was too much. Should she have run up on him like that? No. Also, I think she didn't think it was a big deal because it was just kind of her and them. It wasn't like it was a big, huge crowd of people or nothing. I mean, I don't know. Would I have run up on him like that? No, but she's Britney Spears and she probably thinks she could do stuff like that because she's already a celebrity. So she, they have a different type mindset. But girl, I don't know. She was just, who knows? Who knows? I don't think it was the right move on her part. Do I think it deserved her getting bopped in the face? No. Whether it was by her own freaking hand or someone else's arm pushed swatting at her, it was, it was too much. The whole thing was too much. So she's asking for a public apology, girl. I don't think she's going to get it. I understand from his side of the camp, like, he didn't even play his first game yet. I think when this whole thing happened, I think before he even played. And so there's a whole bunch of people that are like, wanting this kid to succeed as they should and they're like oh hell no we're not gonna let this moment with this crazy ex-pop star or whatever they're thinking ruin this kid's career and I don't think that's what people are asking for at least I, I think people she just wants an acknowledgement that's all like a, like a, I'm sorry like I'm sorry my security did that or a, a, apology from the security guards girl something a statement other than the statement saying she grabbed me, that's the only thing where I'm like, mm, she didn't grab you, bro. <laughs> so either he is trying to make it sound worse than it was, or he's being told to. you have to say she grabbed you. I don't know, because she certainly didn't grab him. The whole thing was just, I think there was just damage control there was damage control going on with him. And I feel bad. He's young. He ain't going to know how to handle a situation like that at 19. None of us would. All these cameras in your face. Like, oh, my God. Traumatic for him, too. 
experience, just a shit show mess. I think at the very least, the security guard should be making a public statement of some sort, releasing a press with something, girl, apologizing. That's what I think. So we have all this shit going on with Britney, and then, which I'm just upset because it's like the memoir is coming out, and I think it would just do her such good without all this weirdness, like the, the weird singing and gibberish at the end, the, the person breathes, like, you know, I cover these memoirs a lot. I cover bef- before they come out, the press that they do, when it's out, after it comes out, I cover all that. And it's just, I'm hoping to God as we get closer to the date of the release of this memoir, that people around her, her husband, her fucking friends, PR management, whoever, I'm hoping to God that they, they really do their best for, to get her in the right frame of mind and state to where she is presented in the best light. Because I'm afraid that they're just going to allow this bit of a shit show to continue with her where like if she okay here's what I'm thinking if she does no press at all and this book just gets released and she just continues with these Instagram posts and these dancing with the bikinis and the da, 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 it ain't gonna be good for her they need to do some proper press around this book they need to really focus on getting her to get out of the bare midriff outfits and bikinis and the makeup eyeliner that looks three days old and I'm not trying to hate on her I'm just I'm just I'm like please God do right by this woman someone around her get her to understand that this is gonna be and can be a huge moment for her And so to like get her in that mindset of treating it as such, instead of doing a freaking video and she's, I'm going to Bermuda, Jamaica, laka, leaky, laka, like, no, girl, no. (laughs) And that's one of the other things that I don't understand because everybody, you know, she has people around her and I don't mean just the friends, girl. I mean, the management, the PR, the this, the that, you know, she does. No one is like reeling it in a little bit over here with her, especially with the announcement of a memoir. I don't know. Maybe they think that that's going to help it. I don't. I don't personally think that's going to help it. I think she needs to have moments of complete clarity and, and seriousness with this shit. That's what I think. Because let me go to my computer There are supposedly some serious topics going to be mentioned in this in this memoir. This isn't like goofy, giddy, you know, nonsense. So we're going to go here. We're going to find an article. We're going to do, I don't know, People Magazine, Variety. Let's do People and see what they're going to say. They're also going to say the same shit, basically. So 
the memoir is called The Woman in Me. It's going to be released on October 24th. And we can see on the book cover, you know, it looks like it was taken 15 years ago, girl. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. I'm not being mean. Her face looks, and the it looks, she looks very young. But you know what? Hey, go ahead. It looks like from her days when she was at her height of her career, the, the, the photo of her on the cover. But that's fine, okay? I don't know why, oh, we got a fucking pop up here. I don't know why she has no shirt on, on the cover of the memoir. Like, Well, you know what? We know she likes that. She, we know she likes to bear it all. Maybe it was her idea. There's just a part of me that feels like, was it necessary, girl? I don't know. I don't know. But she looks great. She's got some, it looks like Mylar shorts on or something. She looks great. It's just, for me, I'm like, I don't know. Again, I hope the people around her are guiding her in a way that isn't going to do her dirty. That's all I'm saying. So this says here she's, you know, she's 41 uh, and she's come out of her 13-year conservatorship um, and, you know, she's ready to start talking. Now we know she started already talking on her Instagram here and there. Sometimes it gets a little heated girl over there with her talking about her family and stuff. I can assume that this top, these topics are also going to be addressed in the memoir as well, which is what I mean. Like, this is some serious shit she's going to be talking about in this memoir, which is why I'm saying I need the people around her to fucking get it together. That's all. Get it together if you're listening, which I know they're not. <laughs> um, so she's saying this is for the first time. They're saying... Her incredible journey and strength at the core of one of the greatest performers in pop music history. And that's coming from a press release from Gallery Books, okay? It says, the memoir illuminates the enduring power of music and love and the importance of a woman telling her own story on her own terms. Serious shit. Girl, we want to hear it. It is a brave and astonishing moving story about freedom, fame, motherhood, survival, faith, and hope. This is all from the press release. Um, in 2021, she told the court, I just want my life back. Now with the woman in me, the global superstar will take a significant step toward that goal. And that's it. That's all we get from the press release. Now, there was some news that happened earlier this spring, I think it was, where they had mentioned how Britney was coming out with a memoir and how it was going to be released this fall, but how it had put, been put on hold <clears throat> because supposedly there was some people that she was going to be talking about in the memoir, girl, and they made it sound like it was some ex-relationship she was in. We don't know what who. And some of these people didn't like that she was going to be talking about them in her memoir. And so lawyers got involved. 
and it halted the release or the announcement of the release of the book because they needed to work some shit out. Now, we don't know. Hold on. We don't know who they were talking about. Some people are like, oh, it's Justin Timberlake. Oh, it's this one, it's that one. We don't know the specifics of who it was. But we know that people got scared with whatever she was going to come out and say. And they were like, bitch, get my lawyer on that shit. So it seems like that whole drama got worked out. Okay, she is now allowed to release the book officially on October 24th. But we don't know, girl. Did she have to omit some things? Did she have to just blatantly not come out and talk about stuff at all? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, Maybe she was allowed to keep everything in there that she was originally going to have. We're just going to have to wait and see. But I am interested. We are interested. Now, listen, you know people are going to want to know if there's a ghostwriter. Yes, there's a ghostwriter. There are hardly any celebrity memoirs out there where a ghostwriter is not involved. But there are some, girl, like Elliot Page's book, Page Boy, no ghostwriter. He wrote that entire book. But with Britney's case, there is, and there ain't nothing wrong with it. It's, I, I have episodes on, you know, Prince Harry's ghostwriter and how that whole thing works. So, but there is a ghostwriter and the name is, girl, hold on one second, uh, Sam Lansky, L-A-N-S-K-Y. He's a novelist and journalist who has written extensively for the Atlantic New York Magazine, girl, which is fantastic, and Time Magazine, also fantastic. He has also profiled stars like Madonna, Nicki Minaj, and Adele. Girl, so seems like she's in good hands with this Sam Lansky. Um, she signs a 15 million book deal with Simon and Schuster, uh, with help from her lawyer Matthew Rosengar and the Creative Artists Agency. Now, 15 million is a lot. Uh, Prince Harry got a whole lot more money. <laughs> But I think Prince Harry's memoir, that's on another level. Prince Harry. Sorry, Brittany. I love you, but... Anyways, it's still a lot of money, girl. $15 million. Oh my God, you could give it to me. Um, the memoir is being fast-tracked. So they are like, get this shit out there now. Uh, to be released in October. And <sighs> Spears, her sister... Jamie Lynn um, is a little bit upset. They're saying that the book is become, is coming out sooner than expected, uh, and he, Anderson Cooper did an interview with Jamie Lynn Spears, who was kind of like, you know, I guess she don't love the fact that this book's coming out. I can only imagine what's going to be said. Okay, this is from 2022. The interview with Anderson, though. Um, in the interview, Jamie Lynn did speak about her sister's reaction to Justin Timberlake's song, Cry Me a River. Remember that song? That was a great song. I mean, I know it was about Britney, but that was a great song. Anyways, and uh, Jamie Lynn said that there was an incident between the two sisters involving a knife over that song, over the reaction of that song, girl. Now, listen, I know Britney fans fucking hate Jamie Lynn. I want to just say this. 
there's a history in the Spears family. Brittany, Jamie Lynn, the dad. But we're just going to talk about Brittany and Jamie Lynn. Of them being violent. There's a star. I think she was a Disney Channel star or a Nickelodeon star girl. I can't remember. Hold on. If I could find the name. Let me find the name. Who publicly went on a podcast not too long ago talking about the run-in that she had when she was filming as a kid with Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn. It was on that show. Hold on, girl. Hold on. What the fuck was that Nickelodeon show? I have to look at it. Zoe 101, as I didn't watch it, girl. And uh, during the filming of Zoe 101, what the fuck is the cast mate? Hold on. I'm going to try to get it all right. Alexa Nicholas, girl. That's her name. She was on the set of cast member of Zoe 101 when she talks about this altercation that had happened when Britney got in her face. Uh, she was barely a teenager at the time. I think she says in the podcast she was 12 or 13 years old, something like that, very young. The podcast she went on to talk about it was Vulnerable Podcast. And she's, it's with another former child star. It's her podcast. Anyways, and this is where she released the information. And she talks about how she was confronted by Britney Spears, which was obviously the older sister of Jamie Lynn. And she told the woman in the podcast that she went with the talent coordinator and they, they went to her, they came to her trailer, the talent coordinator, and they came and got her out of the trailer. And she was in there with her mom and they took her to go get her makeup done. But instead, uh, he was told that Spears, who Nicholas has accused of bullying her, bullying her in the past, and Spears to go to their trailer where Britney Spears was with her sister, Jamie Lynn. And Britney Spears at this time is an adult girl and at the height of her, like, I'm a pop star shit, right? So Brittany, who she thought might be stepping in to mediate between the two girls because the girls were having these like beefs where Jamie Lynn, according to Alexa, was kind of bullying her and being a bitch and being a dick and Alexa's young and da da da. So she's going in the trailer thinking the older sister, Brittany, is going to be like, all right, guys, let's get it together. But instead, girl, um, they claimed that they ended up yell she claimed that they ended up yelling at her while Brittany was yelling in her face while Jamie Lid was hiding. So Brittany came in and just was like ba 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 to Alexa and Jamie was like hiding away and the adult who was supposed to be there for Nichols was nowhere to be found. This talent coordinator just kind of took her to that trailer instead of taking her to go get her makeup done and then Brittany just unleashed on her. And the girl again She's something like 12, 13 years old when this is going on. It's very young. Um, and she said, after knowing all that Brittany was going through back then, she has some sympathy now, because that was kind of around the time when things weren't going well for Brittany. Um, and Nicholas, she said she even stopped telling the story for a while. So she didn't place blame for the incident on the network failing the project like she didn't come out and talk about it at the time because she didn't want to be like you are the reason why the whole show's ruined you know she didn't want any blame so she kind of didn't even talk to anyone about it 
She says, Brittany is an amazing person. She has since apologized to me personally. Uh, actually, Britney Spears apologized, but Nickelodeon never did. Isn't that funny? Yeah, Britney Spears apologized and not Nickelodeon. That's what she said. Because I guess Nickelodeon was well aware that it even happened, girl. But nobody did nothing about it because it was Britney Spears that fucking bugged out on her. Um, it wasn't okay because I was 12, 13 years old. But in retrospect, knowing the dynamic that was in place for her, I think, of course, that's what ended up happening. And I think like, oh my God, poor Brittany. She's in a horrible situation there. And she was like eight months pregnant. Girl, she was pregnant at the time that she did this. Girl. So she was hormonal too. And I remember she was rubbing her belly while she was yelling. And it was like she was trying to calm herself. And you could just tell. It was very unhinged in a way. That felt like someone was almost manipulating her. Oh God. Spears herself has publicly accused her family of taking advantage of her. And so that's kind of like what uh, Alexis's comment is like referring to. Like maybe the sister manipulated her, but girl, the sister's younger. So I don't know. I know a lot of people don't like Jamie Lynn. Um, but <sighs> now in January, Britney Spears appeared to take on Nicholas's side, the girl that she screamed at in her face when she tweeted that Jamie Lynn was lying in her memoir because Jamie Lynn came out with a memoir, girl, things I should have said. Girl, ain't nobody read it. I didn't read it. Whatever. Um, and Britney publicly came out and said, the nerve, the nerve of you to sell a book now and talk shit, she wrote, but you're fucking lying just like you lied about Alexa Nicholas. So I guess something happened where Britney saying Jamie Lynn lied to her, which is about something about Alexa, which is why Britney bugged out on Alexa. But girl, we're talking about 12 year olds here. And Britney was very much an adult and pregnant. Um... Anyways, my whole point of this little rant is to show you again things that I think were going to come out in this memoir. But I see a pattern here again with the Jamie Lynn talking about the knife in regards to Brittany over the freaking Justin Timberlake video thing. There's a lot of violence there. There's a lot of erratic behavior that has been going on for many, many, many years with Miss Britney Spears. So I don't know what to expect this book to be like. I just hope if it seems like she's got a good ghost writer connected to it, that they reel it in. Uh, seems like she has a lot of moments in her past that maybe people got her riled up. Let's put it that way. People done got her riled up and then she kind of blows a gasket. So girl, Lord. So as I'm sitting here thinking about Britney Spears and everything, I can't help but think it just hits me how she has been in three or four of the memoirs that I have gone over and done deep dives on, girl. She was in, okay, uh, Paris Hilton's memoir. Paris mentions the iconic picture of Paris, Lindsay Lohan, and Brittany in the car. Brittany's in the middle of the, between the two of them. And Paris describes that iconic photo of the three of them and how Brittany and Paris were jumped out of a window of a party at a house 
to get the hell out of there because Britney was feeling uncomfortable because there was a lot of people at the party and maybe some paparazzi and it was getting crazy and they were like, let's go. They jump out of a bathroom window. They were there at a party almost like just to do an appearance. They were getting, I don't know if they got paid or something just to make an appearance and they were like, this is lame. We want to get the fuck out of here. And Britney's like, I want to get the fuck out of here. And you know, Paris, if you followed me in my whole Paris story and her memoir, which was fucking amazing, uh, she's like an escape artist. Paris is literally a fucking Houdini of escaping places. And she's like, follow me. And they go in the bathroom. They jump out the fucking window, her and Brittany, and they're... And then as they're coming out from the back of the house to try to get to the car, Lindsay Lohan comes out, but not... She wasn't with them. She comes from another place in the, you know, house or something. And she just kind of like chimes in with them. And I think Paris and Lindsay were having beef at the time, or I don't know. And then they're in the car and the paparazzis are taking pictures and she's saying how Britney was kind of like overwhelmed at the situation and Paris was just trying to get the fuck out of there because she could tell Britney was overwhelmed and then Lindsay's, it, she, it was, you know, Paris describes this whole iconic moment in pop culture history. So I'm like, oh, that's funny. Britney was in that memoir. Then I, then I think about, uh, what was the next memoir? Oh, she was in Jessica Simpson's memoir. She had a big big kind of role in Jessica Simpson's memoir about the Mickey Mouse Club shit and Jessica talks about how you know Jessica was about to be on the Mickey Mouse Club with Justin Timberlake with Ryan Gosling with all the people she talks about all of them Christina Aguilera and then there was like a late you know audition for a potential cast member came at the last minute out of nowhere. She wasn't there for weeks with the rest of the kids that were auditioning. They were all together for weeks in Orlando. All of a sudden, Brittany comes in at the last second and just blows them out of the water. And there goes Jessica's chances of ever getting on the Mickey Mouse show club at that time. And it like devastated Jessica. And, you know, she doesn't say anything bad about Brittany. She just is like, I, you know, Jessica was a better singer than Britney, but Britney just had that star power of performing, like dance. She could do, you know, she just blew it away. And then she goes on, Jessica, to talk about Britney as she went through her career and how people constantly compared her to Britney. Girl, she doesn't say she don't like Britney, but she's definitely sick of hearing the name Britney Spears, Jessica Simpson, because her entire fucking career, she was always compared to Jessica Simpson's. So she's, so that's, she was in Jessica Simpson's memoir that we went over, girl. And then she was in a third memoir, one of the memoirs we discussed. Paris, it wasn't Pam Anderson. Oh, it was Holly Madison. Um, down the rabbit hole. Holly Madison, the Playboy playmate from the Girls Next Door show. She was Hugh Hefner's main girlfriend for a long time. I did her memoir. And she talks about Britney Spears in her memoir. And she mentions how when she was just starting to go and date Chris Angel, mind freak, you know, the magician in Vegas. And Holly's there doing her stint in Vegas. She starts hanging out with him. And she sees on the back of his door at his suite. I think he was living at the Luxor. I think that's what she said. There was like a dry erase board or a chalkboard or something like that. And Britney's name was on it. And it was like, Britney was here. And so Holly was like, Britney Spears? And he's like, yeah. Uh, and he played it off. And I think he was maybe, 
I don't know if he was in a relationship with Britney Spears. It's something Holly alluded to the fact that something was maybe going on between because Chris was kind of like a womanizer in that way. And she alluded to the fact that maybe there was some overlap between Holly being with Chris Angel and Britney, you know, hanging out with Chris Angel. Girl. So Britney is like, and three of the memoirs I have gone over, she has fucking come up in these memoirs. I think that's it. She certainly didn't come up in <laughs> Prince Harry's memoir. Uh, she didn't come up in Elliot Page's memoir. She didn't come up in uh, the private memoirs that I did. So I think that's it. Did she come up in Jeanette McCurdy's memoir? Which I still haven't yet. I had to take that content down off TikTok. Because of what it was talking about with, with eating disorders and stuff like that. Because TikTok's really sensitive to that shit now, I guess. And I would have to re-record that whole series again. Jeanette McCurdy's book, I'm Glad My Mom Died. She was a star on the show. Uh, Sam and Cat. And then what the hell was that other Nickelodeon show? All these Nickelodeon stars. Anyways, her book is great. I'm trying to think if she mentioned Britney. I don't think she did. I don't think she mentioned anything about Britney in her memoir. But anyways, I just thought that was a fun little tidbit to throw in there. That she keeps Britney. Miss Britney is a reoccurring theme in a lot of these celebrity memoirs. I just think it's fucking hilarious. Now... I'm going to end this episode of talking about Britney with just one last thing. And I'm not like making fun of anybody, but I'm, it's fucking funny. So I'm going to mention that it's funny. I'm sorry if you're one of these people. I'm sorry. If you go on the TikToks or the Instagrams or whatever and look at these people's accounts that like analyze everything Britney does, they are... <laughs> They are losing their fucking minds right now. Because the last three videos, first of all, the whole incident with her getting slapped is throwing them for a loop because it shows she's not dead. So their theory that she's dead, that she's locked up, that she's this, they're already like, but they tried to justify that by saying, oh, it's a body double. But then these three videos that just came out last night, they're really losing their minds on because the first two that came out regarding the book, they're trying to be like, oh... This could have been recorded a year ago, la 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 la, because the videos have like no, you know, edits in them. They're pretty much just her talking to the camera flat out. There's no like edited nothing. And so they've tried to say, I saw in some of the comments, like, oh, you don't know, this could be from a year ago when she, cause she's been writing the book girl for a while. It takes a while to write a book. But then she comes out with that third video that's now been taken down, but we have screenshot proof of it, that... <laughs> Referring to the slap, which brings it to recent times because she's referring to the slap. And so now they really don't know. And she's wearing the same outfit and everything and in the same house and all of that. And now they really don't know what to do with themselves because it pretty much just shits on all of their conspiracy theories that they've been wasting their time all this fucking time making content about. She's not dead. She's not locked away. This is current content. She's speaking directly to the camera. Like, all the things they always shit on, it blows them all out of the water, and I fucking think it's funny. But what's craziest about it, and I don't, I'm not saying there's not weird shit that doesn't go on in this Britney Spears situation, because, girl, certainly there is, but it ain't nothing to do with clones or AI or none of that bullshit. Body doubles, no. But now they're trying to say that... 
that this is um, a way, there's subliminal messages. <laughs> and I see people commenting saying, oh, she's saying she's going to Bermuda because that means like Bermuda Triangle because that means like she's going to disappear. Lord help us. I think she's pretty much close to already have disappeared. Like, Britney Spears is an extremely elusive celebrity. Yes, she posts on Instagram crazy shit and all that kind of stuff. But otherwise, her ass ain't out there. Very rare a fucking occasion that you even see her doing anything. So they're like, oh, this means she's gone. She's saying goodbye to us. This is her way of saying goodbye to everybody. And she doesn't want to be bothered. And she doesn't want any press. And she doesn't want. And that's what she's saying. She's going to Bermuda, like the Bermuda Triangle. Girl, the things these people come up with. And I am sharing the same app with them. And this is the type of shit that gets me fucking angry. Listen to me. Britney Spears is alive and she's well as far as physically well. Is she mentally well, girl? I don't think so. But I think they're trying all they can to help her out. I think she probably refuses a lot of treatments and therapies that maybe she needs but I understand why she probably does refuse them because she's been fucking traumatized through what she's gone through with the conservatorship and everything else and I think whoever is around her is trying to do their best but I think a lot of it is her just fucking putting her foot down because she's been told what to do for so many years so if she wants to be on there twirling naked doing all this crazy nonsense she's like fucking I'm doing it and who's going to tell me no? You, if, I don't care if you say no to me. I'm still doing it because she's been told no for so long. And that's what's going on with Miss Britney Spears. I think the people closest around her are trying to do their best to contain and do damage control with her. And so it doesn't look too out of control and crazy. But, you know, they can't contain it all because there's no one. She could do what she wants. What you see on the social media with Miss Britney Spears is who the fuck she is. And a lot of times it does not want to make sense. She posts videos repeatedly, this, that, and the other, because there's something going on there, girl, mentally. And all we could do is just hope that she's happy, that she's safe, that she's healthy. It seems like she is. And that she continues to move in a positive path forward for herself but honestly like the videos analyzing her and the backgrounds and the this and the that is only adding to the reason why she is as elusive as she is it's the reason why the comments are off on her instagram account People saying nasty shit to her. Are you okay? Blink if you're okay. You need help. You're out of your mind. You're crazy. Like, God damn. So, guys, I hope now with all the recent events and TikToks, as weird and crazy as the events have been in the last week with Miss Britney Spears, uh, you realize one thing at least and stop talking about how she's a fucking clone and how she's a this and a that because that is only making that that's not helping her that is not helping her because you think she needs people to be saying on the internet that she's so out of control that it must be a clone or a fucking ai come on now are you really a fan of somebody 
One thing I learned about, and I say this all the time, and you guys know if you listen, about reading these celebrities' memoirs, watching their documentaries, just hearing a person's story, is you can't hate somebody whose story you know. And Miss Britney Spears, coming up in the next few months, is going to be able to tell her story for the first time ever without a nobody, her mom, her dad, her this, the lawyer, Lou Taylor, nobody around her telling her yes, no, or the other. So she's going to be able to tell it how she wants to tell it. And it needs to be accepted. Whatever's in that memoir needs to be accepted as Britney's truth, point blank, period. You don't need to be picking it apart and saying, oh, they're controlling her. And that's why she didn't say this because because I know that's what's coming, girl, with this memoir. These motherfuckers are going to be saying that shit's that's not real, that she didn't really write it. But you know that's what's coming next. And let me just tell you this. There is no worse of an insult than for somebody to come out with their tell-all truth And then to have stupid people on the internet that don't even, they're not a professional at anything that they do other than being a weirdo, come on and say, she didn't really write this. So please don't insult her like that, which, because I know that's where this is all, this is going in that direction. That next they're going to be saying she didn't really write this book and it's been scripted. They're already saying that everything's being scripted and she's being made to make these TikToks as it is. So anyways, girl, that's my coverage on Miss Britney Spears. <sighs> I'm going to end the episode with just giving some of you guys some shout outs and some thank yous. I get messages on my email. If you want to send me an email, it's annoyedlemontt at proton.me. Girl, don't ask how I got that email. <laughs> but anyway and uh so I get emails there I get messages you can send a message to this podcast episode I can't reply on this on this you know Spotify but I see the messages I can post them if you don't want me to make your message public you can tell me not to uh but otherwise I can and so let me just go over a few of them because I got some really nice messages I'm going to start with an email I received from someone named Heather. We're just going to keep it at Heather, okay? And Heather, I'm not going to read your whole email here, but I'm going to read some portions of it. And you're thanking me on the coverage of Page Boy, Elliot Page's memoir and my podcast episode coverage on that. Uh, and, you know, I hope you read it. I don't know if you said you read it here, but girl, that's okay if you didn't. It's a great book. And you're basically thanking me. Uh, I really appreciate how you handled the gendered speech with Elliot slash Ellen. I think you did it in such a great or such a this isn't that hard way that most would not even notice and could use it in a way to go about using pronouns in their own life. So kudos. I have kids in New York City schools where the usage of pronouns are common, but I imagine your audience is varied and this no biggie attitude to a varied audience is so important these days, as we all know. A loyal listener, Heather. Thank you so much, Heather. I appreciate that comment. When I decided to cover Elliot's memoir, first of all, I wanted to read it for myself no matter what. I was at first hesitant to cover it because, girl, you know, sharing that shit, especially on TikTok, not so much my podcast, but on TikTok, people are going to be like, with all the shit that surrounds that. And I was like, oh, do I want to really deal with it? But I got to be honest, I, I really didn't get any backlash. 
probably because the videos didn't go viral. If they went viral, I'm sure I would have. <laughs> but maybe it got like one or two people saying something stupid and that's it. Everything was positive, which was nice to see. And at first I, I, I didn't really think about how I would handle. I mean, he is Elliot. He is Elliot. I didn't need to come on and do this like explan- explanation speech of like, Ellen Page used to be Ellen and Anastran, so now I'm going to call him he because, but she, he, he used to be a she, but it's going to be really hard for me to get used to saying he, bitch, it ain't hard. It isn't hard. I had a couple times throughout the podcast episode where I kind of like, in a moment, maybe said she instead of he, but that's because as Elliot's telling a story, he goes back and forth through the different uh, genders telling a story, but it's not hard and it's not a big deal. And it's not a big, at least to me, it's not. But you, you're, you're Elliot and you want everyone to refer you as Elliot and you want everybody to say the pronouns he, his, his, you know. Fine. What is the sweat off my back? It's not, I'm just here for the story. That's what people need to forget. They sometimes, they get wrapped up. They think they got to have an opinion. They think they got to have a stance. No, you don't. You don't got to have no kind of stance to just listen to a story. It's just a story. It's someone telling their story. You don't need a stance on it. They don't need you, I mean, they can maybe, they wish you're going to buy the book or listen to the audio book or not so they make some money off it. But at the end of the day, like, we don't give a fuck. Like I said in the beginning of my, I'm beginning my TikToks about Elliot Page and the book. Like, we don't give a fuck what your personal beliefs are. (laughs) I'm here to tell the story because I knew it was going to be a good one. So anyways, thank you, Heather, for appreciating that. I appreciate you for listening. All right, we have another email here. And this is from, hold on, that's not correct. (laughs) Uh, That was not from a fan. That was from something business related (laughs) that did not work out. Uh, So next I'm going to read messages from my Spotify. And this was, these most recent messages I received were from uh, the... The, the memoir Mott Street that I did by author Ava Chin. And we have Erica here and she says, love hearing your opinions. Such an interesting story. Thank you for covering it. Uh, Mott Street was an episode about an American Chinese woman born in New York City and particularly Queens and the crazy story of her finding out who her ancestors were in Chinatown and her connection with it. It's great. If you want to listen to my podcast episode before this one, and then if you're really interested, you should get the audiobook because they don't go over the whole book. It was a great book, though. Um, Anne says, you have to try American-born Chinese on Disney+. It's a great watch for the whole family. Lots of teenage angst, social awareness, and mixed with Chinese lore. It was really cool. Well, Anne, I will. And I'm guessing because it's on Disney+, Plus, but I will double check that it might be appropriate for my child to watch with me. I will double check on that though. So thank you. And Valerie says, fantastic story. Love the history. Either memoir you mentioned sounds good. Keep the stories coming. I will, girl. I will. Denise says, when I turned 45, I'm now 56, I went to the Moose Jaw Tunnels, a place in Saskatchewan, Canada, where Al Capone got booze undetected and where migrant Chinese workers lived. Google it. Amazing history. Denise, I will Google it. 
That sounds super interesting. Thank you. And one more of our latest little, hold on, sorry, messages I've received. I appreciate how respectful and thoughtfully you recap these memoirs, Elaine. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you very much. And thank you to those of you who have become subscribers of the podcast, girl. I try my best to put out a ton of content. This summer's going to be hard for me. I got my kid. I'm going to Europe for a few weeks to see our, be with our family over there. I'll be back. But once school starts in September, oh my God, in the fall, guys, there are so many good memoirs coming out. Like, not just Britney's. It's going to be a busy, busy fall. So, you know. I got to rest up now because in the fall, it's going to be like one after the next after that. Oh my God. Some of them going to be out like simultaneously. It's going to be a lot. So anyways, thank you all so much for your support and for listening. And if you're new here, welcome. And you know, I hope you enjoy. I don't know. I honestly don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm not a professional at any of this shit. (laughs) So remember that too. There's no team of people over here editing my shit or nothing. It's just me with the fucking stand talking into it. All right, guys, have a great time. I'll talk to you in a few weeks when we do Selma Blair's book, Mean Baby. Bye. Hey, guys, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Annoyed Lemon podcast. I truly appreciate all your support. If you wanted to reach out to me, my email is annoyedlemontt at proton.me. You can reach out to me there. You can also reply each episode to the little question that I put attached to the episode. There's a reply button and send me a message there. I cannot reply back, but I will be reading some of these messages in the next episode on the podcast. And I for sure read every single one in private. So you can also support this podcast by sharing it with your friends and family and coworkers. That's probably one of the best ways you can support the podcast if you wanted to. So thank you. And finally, there is a new feature here on Spotify for podcasters called listener support. You can click on that if you feel moved to do so. And that is a monthly monetary amount that you choose that you want to help support the podcast with. And it's totally not necessary, but it's highly appreciated if you choose to do so. And I will give you a shout out personally in the next episode. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much if you choose to do that. So, all right, guys, again, thanks so much for all of your support. I love it. And I love to see where this podcast is going to go in the future. And I'm glad that you're here with me to watch it grow. Thanks.